This is the Dorkside News Network, and this just in. It sucks when you uh, are in the middle of one and you have to start over, but we weren't too far. Yeah, hey everyone, so uh, welcome back. If you have psychic powers, you've already experienced this before, and it is not deja vu. We're literally doing it twice. Yep. If you don't have psychic powers, then uh, this is the first time you're watching this, uh, or listening to us, depending on whether you're doing it at home or not. Um, this is our... Well, I just want to point out, Yeah, people can be stupid... And watch us while they're driving. Just saying. Don't do that. <laughs> Unless you're in the backseat or passenger. That's fair. Do that then. Or you have a Tesla self-driving car. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, even then you're supposed to be paying attention, but. <laughs> yeah, but if you're not going to pay attention, and we're not encouraging this, <laughs> but if you're not going to pay attention, then you can you can legitimately not pay attention while watching us. Yep. And if you order the Tesla truck for $7,000, you can lock in the autonomous driving mode for when it does come out. So in the future, you could be listening to this episode. Driving. $39,000 for the Tesla truck. I thought about putting it on my bucket list. I, I like the meme that came out with it. <laughs> like, you guys want to see something funny? Resolution all the way down. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if you guys are not familiar with the Dorkside News, which what we are, I'm James. I'm Richard. And I just stepped on something, I think. That felt good. Um, and we do news dorky news we tried to do this on the the ghost episode we just had and it didn't go very well <laughs> but yes we do news and then we talk about a topic this is a holiday episode ish topic yeah. so we're going to talk about gifts. so probably 30 45 minutes of the latest dorky geeky news which is mostly star wars because that's what the whole world wants to care about <laughs> right now um and then the last half another 30 minutes or so of well we went through what could be several hundred or thousand geeky themed gifts the vast majority of which are total garbage and we filtered it down to the coolest things that i'm, I'm tempted to buy some yeah. of those things i just went trash 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 oh i like that trash yeah tra- <laughs> so th- th- we're talking about you know possibly days or weeks yeah also possibly an hour before the show but uh <laughs> it was possibly hundreds <laughs> or thousands over several weeks or months or even years i've been preparing Hard- my whole life yeah hardcore <laughs> journalism right there <laughs> all right so let's start off uh, the Rise of Skywalker is upon us. Uh, we are three weeks away, I think. At the time of recording, I believe we're three weeks away. Do you have your tickets? I don't have my tickets what yet. What the hell? Yeah, I know. I made a boo-boo. I've been moving and I haven't been paying attention to anything except for my move. I so, have my tickets, guys. Yeah. I um, love the world we live in where I can buy my tickets to one of the most like wanted movies of the year and I can show up two minutes before the the movie starts, possibly get some nachos from the, the concession line and then sit down and watch the movie. I'd like to point out that this almost was your downfall once too, because you bought tickets to the Smith center months in advance and forgot that you had them. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> that, that does happen. And actually I've missed several things that I've bought. Thanks for that. <laughs> Thanks for rubbing it in. That hurts my feelings. Uh, but no, so we had two new photos come out from this in an official runtime. Yeah. So the official runtime is 141 minutes or two hours and 21 minutes. He totally got me the first time, but this is the second <laughs> time. So Take two. I was like, it was two hours and 20 minutes, James. And he's like, yeah, or 141 minutes. minutes. <laughs> that's what that is. Uh, but there was two photos that came up with this one. So yeah. I'm going to start with the second one first. The second photo on the, on the list yeah. from the link in our show notes. Yeah. Go look at it. Uh, it was C-3PO, po, is it Poe? It's Poe, right? Poe and Finn. Poe Finn and Finn and, and Ray with her lightsaber on, staring yeah. at something off camera. Yeah. 
So cool. You know, all the main characters, but... Dramatic pose. Dramatic pose. I did want to point out that that, that was very similar to Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, which in Fallen Order, you can use your lightsaber as a literal light to walk through caves. That's pretty cool, actually. You, can, you actually hold the parry button or block button down and he it's holds it It's their smartphone. Up. Yeah. And he just walks through a cave like this. That's kind of what it looked like for Rey. Her lightsaber was on. They were in something dark and it was just illuminating everything. And C-3PO was all shiny I in the back. I don't think that's the appropriate use of a <laughs> weapon that can shear off your hand or arm or something like that. <laughs> Guys, can you turn on the flashlight? And there goes my leg. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I mean, <laughs> the first first picture was kind of boring, kind of not. I mean, it's main character is cool. The second one, though, is what we're talking about. That's the important one. So they introduced Sith Troopers. That's what they're called. Yeah. They're a split between the Royal Guard and the Stormtrooper. And this is really the first um, first introduction of the Sith in the new trilogy, right? Because really, the other the other character is not Sith, is he? He's just Dark Side. Yeah, I don't think they've ever even said the word mm. Sith in the other two movies. Yeah, if they did, it was like once in passing, maybe. Yeah. So Sith trooper um, that implies some sort of association with the Sith, and they even said it. So when J.J. Abrams was explaining the sith he was trying to you know he was trying to jj aims where he tells you about it but he doesn't tell you too much yeah uh he said that they do follow an ancient and dark legacy and that's all he said about that's it that's what i said yeah but they're cool because they're red so cool they're and they're super red they're like cherry red yeah uh and i don't know why red makes a stormtrooper more terrifying because basically that's all it was like just yeah, they color acted color. like it was like a cool like new design and there is honestly like if you're part of the 77th or whatever like the the uh, charity group um it's not the 70s it's the uh i don't want to get it wrong 11th 117th no. <laughs> 2063 no i don't know if you're part of the legion the charity group then you would be able to tell me that oh well the black line trims along the helmet is different and the belt is a little bit different and it's like the most amazing design ever or not whatever they prefer, um, but to most people like casual fans of Star Wars, they're gonna say it's a red stormtrooper. <laughs> That's a, that. There's not gonna be really any kind of differences. The five hundred first legion. The five hundred first. There we go. I didn't want to get them wrong because I love those guys and they actually have their. No, own, I do love those guys. They actually, actually have their own Funko Pop too. Which is pretty they cool. They have a 501st Funko. That's awesome. All right, Funko. Where, where's our... Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's a dark side one. That'd be amazing. It'd just be me screaming into a microphone. It doesn't work! <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, so what I was saying before um, on the mystery episode that got taped over because we had audio issues, um, it would be cool if, you know, uh, Sith troopers shooting at a Jedi, like Rey. Yeah, yeah. And then Rey Missing. Gets, yeah. And, yeah, missing because that's what they do. Uh, and then she gets in close quarters combat, and then he pulls out his lightsaber, and you're like, "Holy shit! A stormtrooper has a lightsaber! What just happened?" I almost want like I want it to be like a bayonet. <laughs> just turn on. Like, yeah, he's like he's like shooting, and then suddenly he hits like a button, and now he's using it like a baton with a with a blade at the end. Does he have to load the musket after? He- no, he doesn't have to load the. <laughs> just I just always assume bayonets and muskets go together. That's just what I think of. What about Marines? I know. I know they have them. It's just, that's the first thing that comes to my mind. I can just He's see. He's Air Force guys. I can just He's see. never even held a weapon in his life. It was a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> and they still use futuristic thing. But do you think in their universe, they had a long time ago, far, far, where they were loading lightsaber muskets? With- you know, I'm sure that they still do on some planet because the Star Wars universe is like that, right? There's yeah. basically 
all levels of technology. It was the Wookiees. I blame the Wookiees for it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Is it the Wookiees or the Wookiee? You know, they have bowcasters. I really think that they should have some sort of bolo too. <laughs> Lightsaber sling? Yeah. <laughs> if you turn it on, you're dead. Uh, okay, so that was that's enough of that. Let's go on to the next one. Um, Elizabeth Banks. She's a director and an actress, and she's blaming men for the fall of everything, especially yeah. her new movie. Yeah. Charlie's Angels. So she, you know, uh, at this point, Charlie's Angels is flopped. Yeah. It's just another movie that's flopped. I don't know why she thinks and her a, movie's special and for a flopping. a long stream of movies that have flopped. Yeah, a lot of movies have flopped this this fall. Um, so everybody else is just like, well, they flopped. Yeah. Term- Terminator was an amazing movie, well-reviewed. But flopped. Nobody's blaming men for why that movie <laughs> flopped. Just nobody wants to see that movie anymore. Yeah. And I feel like that's what it was here. So she's saying movies like Captain Marvel and Wonder Woman appeal to the male genre and their male genre. And that's movies. why they succeeded despite yeah. being a female led action movie. But I really think it was because the movies were actually good and Charlie's angels was just, but bad. the critics are saying Charlie's angels was good. I, I, I can't actually say anything about it because you don't want to see it. Right? I, I haven't seen it and have no intention of seeing right? it. So, um, I don't think we can say that it's a bad movie. But it's a badly designed movie. It's like it's a movie that I didn't ask for. Did did you think? Nope. 2019, I want Charlie's Angels. Like, no, I don't want it. I don't care about it. And if if you wanted to give me, you know, a, a female action movie that I would probably watch, give me the next triple X, but have it be some sort of badass female. Yeah. Or I, She-Ra. They're doing He-Man. Well, absolutely. They're She-Ra. doing He-Man. Let's do She-Ra. If they would do She-Ra with the horde and all those characters and not like a silly cartoon goofy <laughs> comedy stuff. I mean, I actually, I like the cartoon. Yeah, cartoon's fine. Um, but if they did a serious She-Ra, I will hundred percent watch it, but she would just, again, Elizabeth Blank- Banks would just blame the male genre. <laughs> oh, you like, just want strong, powerful women. I mean, yeah, isn't that the whole point yeah, of this? You want, you want strong, powerful women with superpowers. Yes. I want all my movies to have superpowers. I've said this over and yes. over again. Um, and it's just, you got to pick your sequels. You have to pick your sequels. Well, is it a sequel? Or yeah. Is it a reboot? No. I, well, I don't know now because technically it's a reboot because they're using all new actresses. Yeah. So I don't know. You just got to, you got to pick it correctly. So Frozen 2, for instance, I saw it because it just came out and I wanted to and, review and you're, it. And you're a guy. And I'm a guy. And it's a princess movie. And a guy shouldn't want to watch princess movies in today's society, correct? Wait. Well, in today's society, you're allowed to. Yes. But- Five years ago, absolutely not. No. Uh, but I was gonna say, but fuck that because this is a great princess movie. I haven't um, seen it, guys. I wanted to. I just wanted to throw it out there. I, you know, Frozen Two is not a sequel, in my opinion. Frozen but Two it is for everybody else. In the it world. is. It is for everybody. Frozen Two is not a sequel to me. It is a continuation, and I feel like that's a very important difference to stress. I think that's exactly what a sequel is, guys. There's, there's okay. So some sequels <laughs> have, uh, you know, a character from the last movie and. The story has nothing to do with anything else. Back to the Future 2, guys. This is... Okay, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. In a long time. It's, it's a good... That's a continuation as well. Okay. The story picks up right where it left off. Some of the other sequels okay. are just like, now 10 years later. And this is what... Like, this is right after the end of the first movie. No, that's fair. I mean, if you want to slice up sequels, um, there is, I guess, sequels that basically just follow the main character on a new journey. And there's sequels that are continuations and they work together. I don't know if Frozen is a uh, 
a three a trilogy or not, but um, it's really weird that you said that because yeah. in the movie they made a joke. There, um, Olaf made a joke, and he was like, "Do you think you're going to go on any more daring adventures like this?" She's like, "No, I think I'm done." So I felt like that was Disney's way of saying there might not be another Frozen sequel. But on the flip side, it's Frozen, so there's gonna be another sequel. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> like if I heard that. Because I think everybody is being sarcastic, I immediately think, oh, they're already working on that. Yeah, they probably are. Uh, It's a billion-dollar movie. They're going to make another one. The two things I wanted to point out. First, this movie was amazing. It must be seen. I'm probably going to go see it two or three more times. I'm probably going to go see it with Kayla because she wants to go see it again. I'm going to see it no more times. Uh, (laughs) You have to see the first one still. You haven't even seen the first one yet. Um, I don't have anything against it. It's just just doesn't interest me. Uh, And then the comic relief character, Olaf, in this one was still a comic relief character. He's supposed to be, but at, at points he got really dark, like scary dark. He was, he was going over like what just happened, like how they got to where they were. He was like, yeah, and then this happened and then this happened and this happened. And then their parents died. And then this happened. And you're like, Jesus, did he just like, okay. All those kids grew <laughs> yeah. up. You're like, holy crap. All right. No, but it was a really good one. And then the last thing I wanted to point out about that um, was Adina Menzel also sings in this one. She's the main voice. So, of course, she's going to. Um, but she did the the catchy song. And you know how Frozen had the, the catchy song, Let It Go. Everybody yeah. knew the words to that one. This one's uh, Into the Unknown. And she did it. But the there's an official remix or cover, if that's what you want to call it, on the Frozen 2 soundtrack yeah. that Disney made from Panic at the Disco. And I just wanted to point that out because I feel like Brendan Urie is one of the only males I can think of that can hit the same notes Adina Menzel can because he has that crazy uh, voice. Of the like platinum yeah. singers, yeah. Like, I was talking about it at work. I was like, you wouldn't believe who did the remix. And my friend's like, oh, is it like Lady Gaga or something stupid? I'm like, actually, no, it's Brendan Urie. She's like, oh, okay, that might be actually worth it. <laughs> so it's really good. Um, Charlie's Angels is really bad from what I hear. I haven't seen it. I'm not going to see it. I don't, I don't understand because the critics all say it's amazing. So the critics all said Terminator 3 was amazing too. And I have no interest. In but Terminator it. 3 was amazing. Again. That, it, that's what everybody Everybody who's seen it has said that. But nobody wants to go see it. And yeah. I don't even want to go see <laughs> I it. I don't have any interest in seeing it either. If it comes on Netflix, I'll see it. And if it comes on any other streaming service, I won't see it. So yeah. I just don't care. <laughs> if it comes to Disney Plus, maybe. Because you might still have it. I, I guess. <laughs> I guess... Disney owns 33% of that movie. Yeah. So yeah, maybe. <laughs> probably. Yeah. Uh, okay. So next up, Marvel's Avengers. You probably heard the, us. The Square Enix game. I was going to say, you probably heard us talk about Marvel's Avengers a lot, but we're talking specifically about the Square Enix game. Uh, so the game director, I forgot to write his name now, I'm bad at this, um, reflected on the backlash he's received from the visual appearance yeah. of the Avengers because so many people were angry that the Avengers didn't look like the Avengers. Did you like them? At first, it was jarring. It was very jarring at yeah. first. Um, but then I realized that this is a comic book universe and they can look like whatever the hell they want to look like. This isn't, they even specifically say that this isn't a Marvel cinematic universe tie in at all. No, absolutely. They're saying it's based off of the 80 years of Marvel history, but I think there's two scenarios. One, if you can step back, do you like the visual appearance? If this was a comic book, would you like the visual appearance of these characters? And number two, then, um, you know, was it, are, are they how you expect them to look? And, and you might say that they're, they're super cool, but they don't look like the comic book characters that you know and love. But I also feel like that's, that's kind of an unfair thing to say at points 
because oh, let's take um, Nick Fury, for instance. Yeah. When Nick Fury started out, he wasn't Samuel L. Jackson. His very first appearance in comics, he was not Samuel L. Jackson. He didn't look like him at all. He wasn't even the same skin tone. So, well, even today, Nick Fury does not look like Samuel yeah. Jackson. There's, in a there's couple two, comics. There's two Nick Furies, his son that looks like Samuel Jackson, and the the guy from the 1920s, 1940s, that uh, that he, you know, he's a white guy. Yeah. They both have an eye patch. Um, the white guy is still alive. He has a superhero serum too, so he's he's lived this whole time. Um, so yeah, the, their appearances change absolutely. If you look at the comic books in the nineteen sixties, even ignoring new characters that have the same name, whether it's Wolverine or Wolverine's daughter, Wolverine, yeah, <laughs> um, they they change over time. That's fine. I I, I agree with that. Um, the characters in the comic books today look better than the char- the same characters from the 1960s. Oh, yeah. However, again, do you like, ignoring what you thought they should look like, um, do you like the visual appearance of the video game? So here's, here's, here's where I'm at. Yeah. I do like the visual appearance. Okay. But what threw me off was the voice. That's what's throwing me off. The voices sound different than I expect them. Hmm. And I'm wondering if it's the same exact thing for the visuals where like, oh, it doesn't look like Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. I'm expecting to hear that, but I'm not. So it's it's kind of a toss-up. I'm still gonna give it a shot. It looks like amazing. Yeah. Um I I think um I think that I wanna play the game, no yeah. matter what, because I basically play and buy every Marvel video game. <laughs> hey, you got uh, your Spider-Man game back too. <laughs> I did. I can start playing that again. Um, I think it's, I think it, I think it's okay. I think that they must've made a lot of compromises for the polygon count or something, because I just think that a lot of other video games look better and they, and Square Enix must've decided, you know what, let's make it a little bit, a little bit more polygon look, looking like a little bit yeah. flatter cubicle looking. Um, and maybe that means that it can run on more machines. And I that makes me sad because I have a good machine. Yeah. And I don't care about the fact that it, maybe it can run on an old machine. Yeah. I do think it's interesting that it's Miss Marvel. That's the, that's the next piece I was yeah. going to bring up. I find it very interesting that it seems like the internet in general has you know, been angry about how they were. And then you hear so many people go, Oh, they don't know what they're doing. They don't know comics at all. And then they came out and went, Oh, but wait, Kamala Khan's basically the centerpiece of the story. And then you got a lot of people reeling it back going, maybe they do know what they're doing with comics. Hold on a second. This could, this could possibly work. I think there's so much unexplored story with Miss Marvel. Um, She's the first Muslim character. She's cool. She's mostly physical powers. Like she stretches and gets mm-hmm. big and stuff like that, which means in a video game, you can probably do a lot of things without, um, without worrying about the fact that like, well, if, if this was Nightcrawler or somebody who can teleport or they can fly, you'd be like, well, why wouldn't they just fly around the problem? <laughs> yeah. Like, or teleport uh, around how, the problem. Yeah. And then you're trying to get math involved. Like, oh, well, okay. So if he can teleport, can he go back in time? Can he go, can you go to a parallel dimension? Can yeah. You do other, like, no, the hand just gets big and he can, she can slap <laughs> you with it. Okay. That's what happens. I actually don't even know all her powers. So I, I, I know she can make her limbs that's it. bigger. I don't that's know if she know. can make herself bigger. Yeah. Thereby, can she fly? <laughs> um, can she squeeze through keyholes? I don't know what she can do. Is she Mr. <laughs> Miss Elastic or something? I don't know. <laughs> 
but it is interesting that they made her the, the what from what I understand like the centerpiece of the story. So yeah. I th- I think that's awesome, and she's a playable character, so it's gonna be even better. Uh, you know, having a giant hand slap people around can't be all that bad in a game where you have to slap people around. It just it yeah. just fits. <laughs> all right, up next, Divinity: Original Sin. Have you ever played it? I have. I have played one and two. And I look forward to three, which is really Baldur's Gate. Yes. Or Baldur's Gate is really Divinity Origin Original Sin 3, however you want to look at it. Yeah. Uh, the same company that has made those games, including the Baldur's Gate com- uh, rem- remake. Is it a remake? Or is it a sequel? What? Baldur's Gate. Is that a remake or is that going to be a sequel? Oh, uh, I forget. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's going to be vaguely a sequel, though it's been like 20 years yeah. since Baldur's Gate 3. So, <laughs> Who yeah. knows? Uh, but the same company that has done all these, Divinity Original Sin and all these games, is now working with another company, and they have made a board game. And it, it's a Kickstarter board game, so you can go kickstart it now, and you know what happens when you kickstart it. You get all the goodies. Yeah. Uh, but this, I don't know what it was. Watching the whole you know, tra- excuse me, trailer for it and seeing it, it just seemed like it was another D&D type adventure game. Mm-hmm. But something about it grabbed me. I loved how the board was set up. It's a big circle. Um, your initiative meter, uh, can, like as a clock, it points at the next person in line. Um, you have tokens that you use to pay with your action points. Uh, it's all kind of like D&D, but just the way it was set up was so good. I bet these guys would be so cool to hang out with. Yeah. Um, these are our people. So yeah. the definitely go check out that Kickstarter. It's in the show notes. It looks super, super cool. Um, one of the quotes is it feels just like the video game, especially the combat. Um, and he says it balances perfectly between the razor edge of we got this and we're all going to (laughs) die. Like that's, that's what I want. The things look cool. Um, the, what I, so divinity original sin has a vaguely Cthulian kind of, feel to yeah. the game and that of course is why i like it because you got like <laughs> this weird eldritch stuff i don't know i just love divinity original sin um and i think those guys are super cool so by all means check it out yeah, the, if you the like kickstarter looks amazing there's a lot of pieces to it too so it's another one of those ones where if you get it i'm not saying a lot of pieces is bad i, I like games that have a lot of pieces it just yeah, means yeah. more stuff you get to do with it so it looks cool uh final fantasy 7 remake who thought we would be talking about that again oh i'm just kidding we talk about it all the time because it's one of my favorite games. There you go. One of my favorite series. But I didn't think we would be talking about this. Yes. Final Fantasy VII Remake might be getting new bosses. So, I mean, I'm just guessing here, but I'm thinking they're they're just throwing Sephiroth out. There's not even going to be Sephiroth. And they're going to have some new character. Well, so everybody that's I'm played- just lying, guys. That's not true at all. <laughs> Sephiroth is still going to be. He's probably still going to be there. Don't worry about that. <laughs> um, no, but they they wanted to. He Tetsuya Nomura pointed out specifically. Yeah. Um, Motor, which is the final boss of Midgar, when yeah. you when you finally leave Midgar, likely he didn't say it for sure, but he said likely won't be the final boss that you're used to. It's yeah. probably going to be a whole new boss, and they even said new characters and stuff too that they're trying to work into it. So there might even be a whole new playable character that we've never seen. No, wait, the remake is going to be episodic, right? Yes. And you love that, right? No, no. Um, but did you, wait, did you see the Hobbit trilogy? No. Okay. Well, <laughs> did you read the Hobbit book? Uh, parts of it. Not enough. 
It is a super short book, guys. <laughs> there is no reason to read parts of it. Okay, here's the thing. The Hobbit was not long enough to make three movies out of. Yeah. Super short book, guys. Definitely read it. Don't be a James. <laughs> <laughs> and I suspect that they chopped up Final Fantasy VII and they said, hey, we want to make money out of this game for a long time. Yeah. And well, there is not enough content. I'm getting some fuzzy. Sorry. Me too. Hit mute on yours. It's, yeah. Oh, okay. We're good. All Wait, right. Are we good? We're good. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Okay. Okay. So, um, so I suspect that they're going to have filler to make some of these chapters or how, I don't know, episodes. I don't know what they're calling it. Yeah. Just a little bit bigger. But that's what threw me off. The original game for Final Fantasy VII was four discs long. It's a long game. I didn't feel like it needed to have filler. Okay. On the flip side, there's a lot of stuff in the game for the original Final yeah. Fantasy VII that just didn't need to be there. And that's that's where I would push back because you're a completionist. Yes. And I'm not. <laughs> so um, how long do you think it takes to finish this story of Final Fantasy VII? Uh, Final Fantasy VII? Um, to finish just the story, not to yeah. complete it. Probably 40-ish hours, 40 to 60. Man, I really think that you can finish the game in probably 17 to 24 hours, something like that. I think so. If you know what you're doing, you can push through it. Yeah, yeah. probably. But that's like if you've played it before. Oh, I always bought the book. Yeah, yeah. So I I just think that um, they can't release a chapter where they say, hey, this chapter, you're just going to grind for for nine hours. Yeah. And then you're going to be done with the chapter. So they're going to have to add a new boss or new like cinematic scene in every single chapter. And here's the thing, guys, if you haven't played Final Fantasy, which seems like a weird thing, but honestly, um, there are people like his girlfriend who, despite being gamers, it, you know, just didn't play Final Fantasy games for the longest time. Yeah. Has she played it yet? She any, played any two hours of Final Fantasy VIII. There and then go. she said she was, I was like, I told you, don't start with Final Fantasy VIII. Whatever she, yeah, whatever. Okay, we won't go into it right yeah. now. But, um, so plenty of people have not played Final Fantasy before. And the way it generally works is you have the most amazing, like nine hour cutscene movie thing. And then you kind of wander around the world just killing monsters yep. for a long time. That's also, from what I hear, that's Death Stranding right now. There is like an hour-long intro. There's 30 hours of gameplay. And then there's an hour-long outro. <laughs> I think they give you enough cinematic intro that they hope you can no longer return the game. Yeah. And then it's grind. And then you have amazing cut scenes at the, in a, in a 10 hour boss battle or something at the very end of the game. And yeah. then you're done. So <laughs> that's a final fantasy game. Love it or hate it. That's what it is. Plenty of people love it. I love it. That's, I just, yeah. I just skip the grind a lot of times. I get bored and I just skip. It's, it's weird because I'm, I'm of two minds. I don't like the grind, but I don't mind the grind when it's a final fantasy game because I feel like going into a final fantasy game, I expect it. Sure. And if the grind's missing, I'm like, well, this is weird. Where did the grind go? And even more so in final fantasy two, uh, was it final fantasy two or final fantasy three? I always forget which one. I think it was two, the Japanese two, not the English two. Yeah. Um, the Japanese two had a very different system of grinding on that one where 
If you used more magic, you just got more magic. If you got hit more, you got more HP. Okay. So what people would do in the beginning of that game is just attack their own party for hours, and then they could just walk to the final boss and just stab him, and he's dead. I um, I am a sucker for click to grow in power, some sort of gimmick that lets you just get infinite stuff. I will I will ruin my own fun. I will I will do it, <laughs> and I'll be like, this game is stupid. I just spent nine hours clicking a button against a wall or something and so, getting more powerful. I wanted to point this one out. Uh, there's a game called Dragon Seeker. I believe it was a mobile game that was actually ported to PS4. Um, they have in it a lottery system and you get these coins just by playing the game. You actually start off the game, I, th- I think like 100 coins. Each spin is 10 coins. And it's a lottery system. It's a regular RPG, but this lottery yeah. system gives you extra stuff. Yeah. Potions and all that stuff. There's like a 1 in 100 chance you get the best sword in the game. I got the best sword okay. in the game. The game was no longer um, hard to beat at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was weird though is I still played almost all the way. I still got to beat like the final boss. I was trying to level up to the max. Yeah. But it was fun just being able to like, oh, I'm going to kill you. And you're like, no, you're not. Stab, you're dead. And it was just, it was just easy. It's funny. I, I've, I've definitely ruined games before for <laughs> friends who were there like, let's just play this game before. And I'm like, this is like the third week and I am really bored. <laughs> And so then I just hacked it so they could have the best of everything. And then after like six hours, they're like, this is boring. Yeah. And I told you I broke my Skyrim game, right? Not physically broke it, but yeah, yeah. Um, there is, there's, it's still there. The hack, the quote unquote hack yeah. is still there. With the bucket? Uh, no, it was this one. There's actually a couple different ones. Yeah. So there one, when you get the Elder Scroll on the game, um, there is a way to where if you picked it up, if you put it on the bookshelf, if you picked it up off the bookshelf and read it and put it back, yeah. you would get the bonuses of reading the Elder Scroll, which gave you a level and everything. Okay. Uh, and it was supposed to disappear, but if you put it back in the bookshelf, it wouldn't disappear. <laughs> so you can just read it over and over again until yeah. you hit max level. Well, there was another one. Um, I think it was the Restoration Tree. So the entire tree for restoration. Yeah. There was a potion called the Potion of Alchemy or the Potion of Restoration or something like that that increased the entire tree. So what you would do is you would drink that, make a better potion of restoration, drink that, make a better potion because you're getting it better. And then at the very end of that one, you would make a potion of blacksmithing and a potion of enchanting. You would go scrounge up the materials you need to make whatever sword, drink the potion, forge the sword. And now I have a 6 billion gold value sword, which the game can't even quantify. And I'm just, I'm stabbing Anduin and he's dead. It was it oh, was like hilarious. It. Like at first it was funny, but then I just I was like, okay, I just, I literally broke. The game was so broken after yeah. I did that that um, when I walked in water, the game would just crash. <laughs> Every time I touched water, the game would just crash. Uh, Skyrim. It's still great. I'm but, gonna play it on my fridge. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, I have to say it like this: MST3K is getting another season, probably. So Mystery Science Theater 3000 is getting another season. But it ain't going to be on Netflix. Yeah. Um, they're still hoping to get another season. If you want another season, you have to go save it again. Yeah. And, and they said they love the Netflix people. It uh, just maybe isn't going to work out on that, yeah. uh, that channel. So uh, I just, I mean, it's not a really important one, but I just thought I'm I, a big fan of Mystery Science Theater. So, and I'm not. So <laughs> I, I think the jokes are great in there. So, uh, they're, I'm not a big okay. enough fan to watch it on Netflix, though. I just kind of peruse See, through. And that's. That's where I was. Yeah. I I watched half of one episode and I was like, eh, okay. Yeah, I get it. I don't need to watch anymore. Yep. Um, up next, our secret link. 
Go click on it. We're not going to talk about it? Just nope. go to the show notes, click the link. Uh, the only thing I do want to say is I think it's a 10-minute clip. I don't remember exactly how long. I think it was about It 10 is minutes. pretty long, but it's worth it. It's hilarious. Yeah. Next, The Mandalorian proves this is the way. I had to say it. Sorry, I had to say it. Uh, by beating Stranger Things as the top streaming show of all time. Yeah. I I don't know if it matters. I mean, I, I, I feel like it tells you that people love Mandalorian. I and also it, feel like Stranger Things is going to be like, hold my beer, watch this. No, ex- and that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Because at some point, the numbers have uh, reached a critical mass. Yep. And we're going to have people breaking these records every couple of years. Yeah. Indefinitely. When Stranger Things comes out again, it's probably going to break the Mandalorian record. And yeah. then when Mandalorian season two comes out, because they're talking about that, John Favreau says he wants to do another one. Uh, it's probably going to break the Stranger Things record. It's just going to be yeah. cyclical. In, so. Until we hit peak streaming numbers. To where nobody else can buy a streaming service yeah. because everybody has it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, at the moment, the Mandalorian is uh, winning. And have you seen all three episodes so far? I have, yeah. That's oh, so good. It is. There's, I think episodes one and two are way better than episode three, though. Episode three was interesting. Okay. I, well, because episode three, he's a villain. Kind of ish. He redeems himself a little bit. Okay. Did he get paid? Yeah. Did he give back the payment? No. He's a scumbag. He's Robin Hood. Robin Hood's a scumbag. <laughs> The sheriff might be more of a scumbag. <laughs> yeah. I mean, technically, he's Robin Hood. He got his payment. He got what he wanted out of it. But then he went back and he did what he had to do. I, I think he's just an oath breaker. He might, he might be. Um, but it is it is still a great show. I love it. it. In episode three, it does have a great scene at the end. And I don't want to get too yeah. into it. But um, there is like a, oh, yeah, like this is what I wanted to see. There's yep. a, in the And the show is filled with this like... I so wanted to see this scene. Yep. It's like fan service every episode. It, it reminded me a little bit of Doctor Who a little bit too. Because, I mean, we've only seen three episodes, but he seems to get himself into these positions where you're like, he's not going to get out of this. He got out of that somehow. And that third episode was definitely like, there's no way he's going to get out of this alive. Yeah. Oh, that's how. <laughs> and it does make you feel like that, which is good. Um, just, you know, Mandalorian... Um, the Watchmen and his dark materials all coming out at around the same time, which means technology level, everything like that. You can probably compare them pretty well. Yeah. And Mandalorian would perform just as well in a, in a theater. Yep. As not right. It, it looks just like a movie, just like a Star Wars. Honestly, actually, I think Mandalorian looks way better than the last trilogy. <laughs> um, it looks good. It's, yeah. it is a, it's a great looking movie. It's enjoyable too. And there's a lot of questions that they, they leave for you to want to be answered. So, you know, now we're there, getting there. There is some there is some problems, and this isn't in the show notes, but Mandalorian is another movie or show that is marked as HDR. Okay. Is your TV at home an HDR TV? I probably not. Is that no did you watch the show on, on your TV? Yeah. So that's good for you because the show is marked as HDR. But it is not. And so what happens when you have a show lie is it tells the TV to assume that there is a greater amount of compression than there is a bigger color space. So instead of like 16-bit color, it's 32-bit color, something ridiculous. And so I heard some people telling me like, 
Mandalorian's pretty amazing, but it's just so dark. And they were like, I wonder if it's the same people as, as Game of Thrones. And that made me do some research. And I realized that there's a YouTube channel. What they do is they actually bring in a show and they analyze the color and they see, is it a 702, which is like normal color space, mm. or is it HDR? And it says it's HDR, but it's not. And so if you have a TV with HDR, you should turn HDR off and then it will probably not be too dark. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it's really interesting. Um, these shows need to stop lying about... <laughs> the t- I mean... Yeah, they do. Because they're hurting themselves. Because normal non-geeky people, they don't know to turn off HDR. Yeah, they're like, why does my show suck? Everybody yeah. else seems to enjoy it, but I don't like how it looks. Because your technology is just not right. Yeah. Nothing wrong with the TV. No. It's the show. Yeah. And it's and it's weird for the show to look fine on my computer or for it to look fine on my older TV, but it, for it to not look good on a new TV, it doesn't make any sense, yeah. but that's the way it is. All right. This next one is literally mind-blowing. I don't even know how to react to this one yet. And it's this one, I, I try not to... We talk about rumors every now and then. I try not to put stuff in our, our show that is not 100% confirmed or almost confirmed. This is like in the very first couple episodes that aren't even available anymore, right? yeah. I don't think. Uh, we had a lot of rumors. Yeah. I'm so glad that we got away from that. Because yeah. we could just talk about anything then and it's just like, what is the show going to talk about? What is it even about? Yeah. I want to make sure that's factual. So here's rumors though. This is, no, <laughs> this is a rumor, but it is um, it was reported on a website for sale and they accidentally leaked who the fifth Smash Bros. character was going to be. And it wasn't some like, you know, gaming website or whatever. It was an, a retailer that was, the pre-order came out too early. And, they just accidentally leaked And it. I think every rumor for Smash Brothers characters have actually been true. Yeah. They've, they've been pretty spot on. Yeah. Um, so the next Smash Brothers character is apparently Gordon Freeman. I don't even from know. Valve. Yeah. <laughs> it's from Half-Life. Well, Valve. Yeah, from from Half. I mean, yeah. yeah, it is from Valve, but it's yeah from Half Life. Um, Valve is a streaming platform that kind of competes with like Nintendo and stuff like that. Can you play Half Life on Nintendo? Apparently, you might be able to soon. Because yeah, I guess so. I mean, they're getting in bed with everybody right now. Yeah, they got in bed with Xbox to get Banjo Kazooie on it. So good for them. Yeah, I I mean, this is so you can have a gravity gun. Maybe yeah. in Smash Brothers. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And uh, it's just, I was like, this seems very much like when they brought out Solid Snake for Smash Bros. Uh, he doesn't have like, you know. Does he have a box? <laughs> yeah, he does. Actually, yeah, he great. does have a box. Uh, and uh, everybody has their ability to fly up so mm-hmm. they can get back to the stage. He pulls out the little drone robot and holds on to it while it lifts him up. Nice. It's funny. Um, but yeah, so like Mario can jump really high. That's his thing. Uh, Luigi has her umbrella that makes her fall slowly. Like they all have a thing. Yeah. Gordon Freeman, other than the gravity gun, maybe doesn't have, he doesn't have like a superpower or a thing. So he's going to rely on his gadgets, which is what solid snake did. He relied on his gadgets for it. It's just going to be interesting to see this. So yeah, half-life is going to be in smash bros. I never thought I'd say that sentence in my life. Um, And it seems more um, of a more factual and less of a rumor because Half-Life Alex was just announced as well. So it seems like they're trying to put Half-Life back into the public and be like, don't forget about us. Now, when you're playing Smash Brothers or, or, or Tekken or any of these, you know, these games that add these non-characters, like characters from outside the universe yeah. in, what do you think about it? I like it. You I like think it? it's fun. So you like playing Ninja Turtles and 
Yeah. Soul Calibur. Yep. Ninja Turtles was in, uh, was it in Mortal Kombat or was it in, I think it was in, oh no, it was probably Soul Calibur. It was one of those two. Uh, yeah. yeah. I know the Ninja Turtles were in yeah, definitely, a fighting game. Definitely in Soul Calibur, I'm pretty sure. Also, uh, Star Wars, you could play Yoda in Soul yep. Calibur. You could um, play Yoda and the Apprentice. In I think you could play versions. Master Chef in something. I Master can't Chef, remember. Master Chief. <laughs> Master <laughs> Chef, guys. Master Chef. <laughs> uh, you could play Link in Soul Calibur as well. Link was also in, I don't know. If, maybe you're right, Master Chief. Anyways. I personally... Um, I love single player campaigns in fighting games and I love the story and I love the, like fighting your way to the top of the tournament yep. and like all that stuff. And I think these extra characters just kind of dirty the game and I don't like it. Well, I so really I'm, don't. I'm of a different mind because I like, this is taking all the fandoms and they're just, you know, that's making the universe bigger and smashing it together. And it's just more and more stuff that I like. That's but in the way that smash itself works, yeah. the universe of smash it its story says it can literally pull in anybody from any universe. That's it wants the to. only thing that kind of makes it like it's just like when you have, um, you know, I don't know all the different characters from Heroes of the Storm. Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense, but it is like it is the universe that is the the Heroes that, of the Storm. That universe, Heroes of the Storm, says it's possible. Yeah, so. I, I kind of, I'm kind of okay with it. And I do like Gordon Freeman. So by all means, it's cool. You know, hitting someone with a wrench is going to be fun. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, look forward to Gordon Freeman on Smash Bros. That's going to be weird. Uh, the man, the myth, the legend, the guy I talk about all the time in my podcast. I'm hoping he'll eventually hear me once and be like, I like that podcast. Uh, Kevin Smith is set to direct a Marvel series. He has joked about it before. He's like, Marvel, give me money. I want to do something for you. Uh, it's going to happen. He is going to do Howard the Duck, which definitely seems right under his belt. Like that and, and it says like TV it. series, but this is really a Disney Plus series yeah. probably, right? I, yeah. think, I don't know if they said where it's going to be yet. They just said TV series so far. Okay. Uh, I don't know exactly where. But be, Howard the Duck being Marvel property, likely Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah. But on the flip side, Netflix does have Disney property still on it. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, Kevin Smith is going to be doing Howard the Duck and him being... Uh, I don't even know how, like how the duck is kind of like a gross, like he jokes around a lot, all dirty jokes and is all dirty jokes. That is exactly. So Howard, the duck, I'm pretty sure is from the same universe as a spider ham. Yeah. So, um, not originally, but eventually they finally tied it together yeah. for sure. And Howard, the duck is very much dirty humor. And I'm kind of curious if, if he'll be able to keep that. And I think he has to. There is yeah, no it's Howard the Duck. He has to. There is no appeal to this character. That's like making Conker's Bad Fur Day PG. Yeah. It just doesn't work. Like the whole point, the reason why Conker's Bad Fur Day was such a funny game, because it was dirty as hell. Yeah. And Howard the Duck has to be dirty for this to work. So we'll see what happens. And Kevin Smith's the right person for that. Yes, he is. Kevin Smith is doing a lot of shit right now, by the way. He's doing this. and He's doing the He-Man uh, series. He's got his movie that just came out. He's all over the place. Yeah. He's awesome. This last one I thought would be really fun to talk about, Rich, because we always talk about what actors and actresses should play these roles based on uh, gender or race or skin tone or whatever. And and we don't judge on cosplay, right? So no. you can be any skin yes. color for cosplay. Yes. Okay. This one threw me off, though, and I don't know how. I wanted to revolt. I wanted to be angry. Okay. But with how my show is and how I try to present the show. Yeah. I can't be angry. No. 
but I'm still angry. <laughs> uh, they're talking about doing a Harriet Tubman movie. Okay. And the director or producer, the very first thought was, let's put Julia Roberts as the star, as Harriet Tubman. Now, remind me, is Harriet Tubman the one who refused to sit at the back of the bus? That's or- Rosa Parks. That's Rosa Parks. Is she the one who refused to not drink from the water fountain? Uh, I don't know if she did. She's the one that led the slaves down the Underground Railroad. Underground Railroad. Okay, yeah. great. Okay. So she was black. And it's very important, I feel, for not just black people alone, but for the way the movie is supposed to be, that the actress is black. I thought we don't judge. I know. We, we don't. But this just threw me off. I, I mean, when, when, when Little Mermaid was turned to to be a, a black actress in the live action. We didn't complain. We didn't. But on the flip side... Um, I'm just kidding, guys. No. I'm just kidding. There is no reason to cast an <laughs> Irish redhead as... the maybe, most One of the most prominent black women of America. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> this is ridiculous. Um, I, I don't understand. I just... I feel like there's a difference between whitewashing a character just... There's so many white people. There is. I don't want to say it like that, but there is. I mean, there's so many. There's a lot of other races, mm-hmm. but this is supposed to be a role where it's important that she is who she is. So this this is the thing. Um, I think that when you're doing a biography or a inspired from real life yeah. story, I think that the visual appearance is important and you want to hire someone who visually looks like the person so that you can understand that here is this black woman who she um, if she's caught she can be hanged if she's caught she can be shot Um, she is risking life and limb if she was a white woman who was running the underground railroad if she's caught she might go to jail yeah She'd probably still survive, but she wouldn't. She'd probably survive. Yeah. Um, Harriet Tubman, if I remember the story right, I think she was caught and escaped twice or something like that. She let a lot of people out. Yeah. Like, um, she she was definitely a hero by all definitions of the word hero. Like, she really risked everything to do this. And, And for that reason, you need someone who who's black so that like young kids can grow up looking at a real hero from their background. Yes. And I'm not saying that black kids from Africa should be looking at her as a hero. They shouldn't. I don't think they should care. I mean, they're black kids from Africa, whatever I'm talking about American or even North American, um, like black kids, that maybe don't have a lot of role models, especially women. Yeah. I, I think there's a fair amount of black males to that can look up to black males, but there's Nick, not Nick a lot Fury. of, I'm, just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm sorry. There's not a lot of, um, black women heroes that are prominent. Yes. There's a, there's a bunch in science and actually stuff mm-hmm. like that, but, uh, but they're not, they're not famous. And Harriet Tubman is famous. Uh, I'm really bad at names in general, so I'm not. I was definitely not making fun of her by not knowing which of the. Yeah. Of the, I, I only know like one like fought for civil rights and one ran the Underground Railroad, and I remember the backgrounds. I just don't know names. Yeah. Sorry, guys. 
Uh, it's just crazy because what you said earlier, inspired by true events. How yeah. can this be inspired by true events if it's not following yeah, true events? You can events? argue that a Kryptonian can be black and that's fine. Um, you can't argue that Harriet, Harriet Tubman could have been a red Irish girl. Yeah, no. So let's hope that doesn't happen. Or if it does, let's all mock it mercilessly because that's just stupid. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, if they do it, it should be a parody. Yeah. <laughs> that I will, I will back off on everything. If they make it a parody and it's just hilarious. And I want to hear someone say parodies don't work. Well, first of all, go look at our secret link because parodies work. Okay. They totally work. Secondly, Jojo Rabbit worked amazingly. So also go watch that one because parodies do. Because work. a lot of people aren't watching it and it's not doing that great. But I know. It, deserves it, makes me, it. it makes me upset. It's yeah. a really good movie. All right. So that's the news. Um, <laughs> the rest of the show. Gifts. Uh, we didn't put a price cap on this. It's, it can be any price. Most of them are kind of cheap. There's a couple in here that are very expensive. But I also feel like most of these are stuff that anybody listening to the show would want. I agree with that. So we have about, I want to say 20 here. Yeah. I try not to do lists on here, but I mean, this it's just great. Yeah. So we're going to start off with the B sunshade. So if you're in the Southwest, then um, a lot of you probably have a sunshade. I have two. I actually gave one away. <laughs> you have two. Um, so if you have a sunshade, then why not make it look like you're screaming and dying from a uh, swarm of bees? Because that's what this makes it look like. It's great. It's um, so great. My favorite thing is this is actually, I mean, it's not, in, it might not be intended to be a callback to a movie, but there's definitely a callback to a movie. If you, I think it was I always get them confused. Tommy Boy and Black Sheep. I believe it was Black Sheep um, that did this. They were getting pulled over by the cops, and he was like, I don't know what to do. He's like, I've been drinking. Have you been drinking? He's like, I'm trashed. Like, what do we do? He's like, oh, wait, I got it. So he opened the door, and he's like, bees! And they're just screaming and running around, bees! And the cops are like, I'm allergic. I can't get stung by a bee. So they just drive off. (laughs) Like, it worked. That's awesome. So the sunshade could be, you know, a, yeah. a prop to get you out of a ticket, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Don't take a visual. <laughs> yeah. Legal advice from James. Um, <laughs> this next one has haunted my dreams since I first saw it. And I, I think I've seen it a year ago, but it's still hilarious and disturbing and amazing all at the same time. So it's a Darth Vader shower head. Yeah. Which is cool. Darth Vader, black shower head, all black. Yeah. Uh, what's creepy, though, is the water comes out of his eyeballs. So... <laughs> What I'm now, this is great. And if you buy it, definitely let us know. If you buy anything on this list, let us know. We are not um, sponsored, by the way. Oh, by this is not affiliate this. links. No. We're not making money off this stuff. We're we probably, just these are great. Yeah, we're just geeky and we love this stuff. <laughs> okay, but this is what I'm questioning. Why didn't they make a dark side one with LEDs in the water? <sighs> Come on, guys. It's too easy. Let's dark just- side <laughs> blasting you with whatever the name of that power stuff is yeah mitochlorians it's <laughs> dark side oh uh no i don't even know you it's like in power or something like that yeah. there dc has horrible names so uh yeah it is super creepy to see that water blasting out of its <laughs> eyes <laughs> and there is another one that is an r2d2 one that's it's not in this one but it is if you looked at the the link it's attached yeah, it's to boring. it it's boring guys. yeah it's, it's not as don't creepy as the eyeball darth vader showered yeah uh, the next one, you thought this one was, did you say this one, next one was boring? No, no, no. Okay. Hey guys. So 
one of the things you should do is if you cook chicken, especially is you should tenderize it. Don't do this to good cuts of steak. But, um, if, if you buy crappy cuts of steak or you buy uh, chicken, tenderize it. It'll be way better when you cook it. This is a Thanos glove with spikes that you can tenderize. <laughs> this is my problem. I think you will damage your wrist. Okay, yeah, that is fair. You might damage your wrist, but so, also you can use it in a fight. So <laughs> if anybody gives me this for Christmas, I will gladly take it and I will put it in the kitchen sometimes, but I will never use it Yep, because I'm a computer person and that just can't be helped. Yeah, I have weak flabby arms. It's not going to help me at all. <laughs> it is cool though. Um, it is, It's pretty big. It fits your hand. I mean, and you just punch your meat. Yeah. You beat your meat. I don't, <laughs> I, I feel like, um, here, here's just a, a pro tip before you do this and you get meat guts all over this, like intricately carved metal thing that you can never clean and it gets rotten. Uh, just put some plastic wrap over that before you tenderize yeah. it and you'll have a much better put time. Put plastic wrap over it. And remember tenderizing does not mean you're trying to destroy the meat. You're not trying to put holes but through it. the meat, but flat. You're just trying to flatten it. Uh, the next thing you said you were excited about this one. I at first thought it was silly, but I could definitely see myself playing with this over and over again. It is a stick shift fidget toy. Now, do you have a fidget spinner? Yeah, I've had them before. I don't have any more, but probably lost them somewhere. I, I have some at work, and when I'm bored during phone calls, I play with the fidget spinners all the time. I probably get in trouble with this a lot, but when I get bored on phone calls, I just look at my phone. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't hear them if I'm reading something. Yeah. So yeah, the fidget spinner is good for me. And so this is a fidget spinner that looks like a stick shift. And for some reason, it looks very satisfying. Yes, I don't know what it, if I need to feel the clunk yeah. as it like goes into the different modes. I hope that you, I hope that you feel some tension. Yeah. Yeah. And you're trying to get from like reverse to park all the way in one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, it just, it looks fun. So yeah. that, that's a good one. All right. Here's something for, I mean, you can be for the ladies. It can be for the males. It's obviously targeted toward towards women, but. Yeah, I might have it, a nose ring. You never know. Um, it's earrings that are LED. I thought this was cool. So the only, like everybody says, you know, with diamond rings and diamond earrings and all that, like, look at how that shines. <laughs> it's literally shining now. It's literally so. shining. <laughs> um, this could be amazing. I'm questioning how long the battery life is. You're going to turn it on and just going to blink and, and just turn and off. And how, like, are you putting a watch battery behind your ear? That's probably cancerous. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, some people really like magnets and like magnets. I don't know, but, um, it, it could be really cool. I think for the right cosplay, this could be really cool. I don't yeah. think you're going to want to wear this on a regular basis. I, I mean, you might wear it on a night out, but yeah. not every day, but it does look, it looked, the pictures made it look awesome. Yeah, it did. I mean, pictures might be selling it more than what it actually does, but they looked awesome. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, the next one, this, so this is one of the expensive ones we were talking about. I think when we looked at this one, it was like $1,200 almost, but this was amazing. It is so amazing. So it's called the ultimate craft station. And basically like the German engineering videos you've seen of furniture folding up, it does yeah. exactly that. But when you unfold it, it's got a table. It's got slots for you know paper and crayons and scissors. It, literally, literally anything you could think of if you're working on crafts, you yeah. could hide it in this craft. If table. you have trouble organizing your craft room, and I think a lot of us and maybe a lot of our listeners are cosplayers, stuff yeah. like that. This looks looks so cool. Like I I know most of the people I know, uh, myself included. I just have cosplay supplies spread throughout the entire house. Um, this looks way better. 
I want this thing. So, <laughs> yep. This next one was funny because I feel like all nerds or geeks all have a chessboard or want to play chess. Yeah. But they just, it's just one of the, like, <laughs> um, it reminds me of the South Park joke with the token black guy. Like it, you always have to have a token black guy in your group. <laughs> you have to have a token chess. Yeah, the nerd always has a chessboard, or it's not even has a ch- just the nerd always knows how to play chess. I I uh, actually threw away my token chessboard <laughs> about two weeks ago because I was like I have had this for like eight years. I have never played it, and if I was going to play chess, I'd probably play it on an iPad or something yep. maybe. Um, so I just. I just threw it away. But this one's cool. It is. So this one's cool. It looks like a rook, the, the yeah. castle piece in, in chess, but it's a giant version of it. And the board actually folds, folds around the rook. Yeah. And the pieces are stored inside of it after you wrap the board around it. So it's like a, t- well, it is a tower. Yeah. It's, it's a, giant a rook. Tower. That's uh, where the walls of the rook are the board. Yep. And uh, I think that, uh, I think this is where most geeks want to go which is having a token chess game that's a decorative item yeah because they're uh, you can i can just see it just it'll happen once you'll be like oh that's super cool it's a chess piece i wish you had a chess board boom there we go there you go i got one yeah. right here um up next this one was so great uh, everybody's talking about yoda right now baby yoda. So, yeah if you're it's not baby yoda it unfortunately is baby yoda. it is not baby yoda. it is baby yoda Baby Yoda. I mean, everybody's talking about Baby Yoda, but the, this this Yoda bookend. I was so not. hope that it turns out that they cloned <laughs> Yoda, just so that everybody who says it's not Holy Baby Yoda shit. finds out. Wait a minute, the Emperor cloned. It Yoda. could be. It could be. You just blew my mind. I just realized it could be. He How? did go to the planet where the clones were to check on them. He could have cloned himself there. Well, they could have cloned him against his yeah. will. Holy shit. Well, I mean, nobody can make it. You don't do anything against his will. All, all they had to do is give him a candy bar <laughs> and then take his saliva. <laughs> I I really, really hope it turns out to literally be Baby Yoda and all those people. That, it's not Baby Yoda. It's the race. That, no, it's, it's Baby, baby the race to be yet yet to be named. Yeah. Like, that's a horrible name. Yeah. Anyways, this is a Yoda bookend and it's super cool. It's so so the, cool. The books sit on, on this bookend slightly tilted. Yeah. Like they're falling almost. Yeah. And it looks like Yoda is using the force to hold them up. Yeah. And there's a space in between him doing it too. So it looks like he's actually this doing This is not it. a space efficient bookend. No, it's probably But it's worth not. it. But it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, all these, by the way, all these ones have links in our show notes to go straight to them and, and buy not affiliate. Just and not affiliate. We don't even know who these people are. We're probably are. dumb. We probably should have signed up for some affiliate yeah, thing. But that's fine. Have. Getting a sponsor every now and then would be awesome. But then you'd have to eat. I want to do the, I want to do ad reads so bad. I told you about the podcast I listen to that does, he does his own ad. Yeah, yeah. So instead of having someone like, do you want to buy? He's like, are you svelte in Nordic? Do you have a beard? I can <laughs> help you take care of it with dollar shape. I mean, but he goes off. There was one where he was talking about underwear and how much you needed it yeah. and how much Genghis Khan probably needed it back in the day. And you're like, how are these connected? And then he did it and it was, it was so great. Nice. He has the best ad reads. Anyways, uh, the next one, you said you like this one, the T-Rex Toilet paper holder. I just think it looks cool because actually, here's the thing: it looks quality. Yeah, it does. It like I just think it looks very interesting. And most people's paper holders are boring as heck. I put in like cast iron, um, like uh, black iron with copper accents. I actually think your toilet paper holder you can spend a significant portion of your life 
staring that, at it. <laughs> yeah. So you might as well have it be cool. And this thing is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, it looks like, so if I could um, try and make you imagine what it looks like. Yeah. It is a T-Rex head and it looks like his tiny arms are sticking out and holding a bone that goes through the toilet paper holder. And that's actually the, the holder part. It looks super cool. So if you like dinosaurs, go get that. This next one, we actually had to watch a video on because <laughs> neither of us knew how to play 3D chess. Yeah. But another chessboard I unintentionally put in here. I didn't realize I put two chessboards in until just now. Geeks like chess. <laughs> we do. Chess. But this is the Star Trek 3D chessboard. Uh, it is 3D chess. Three-dimensional chess is slightly yeah. different from regular chess. Still a lot of the same rules, but slightly different. Yeah. And it just looks awesome. It does. And if you watch the number one how to play 3D chess... And you see that guy's 3D printer um, board. chessboard? <laughs> Don't 3D print your own 3D chessboard. Yeah. Just buy this one. It's way better. It's going to take you probably three or four attempts to get it right. And yeah. all that material you've wasted, you could probably just buy this one. Just fine. Yeah. And it's got Star Trek on it. So This next one was really cool. So this Have you is, done a DNA test? I have done a DNA test. Um, I believe I'm on Ancestry.com and I found out that I've always thought I was Greek for most of my life. And I am. But I'm only 8% Greek, and I'm actually more, I think, Eastern European than I am Greek. I uh, I used to say that I I had a lot of uh, Native American in me, but then Elizabeth Warren made it totally uncool to say that you have <laughs> Native American blood. So, uh, you know, I, I am 8 9% Native American, but I don't say that anymore. Yep. Um, but it was verified. So all, all my genetics was basically verified in uh, um, National Geographic's Helix program thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but cool. this one's cool. So you, it takes a sample of your DNA yeah. and what they would be looking at, like your your DNA molecule, they put it up on a picture and they basically make a poster out of it. And literally the poster you would be hanging up in your room is you. If you were melted down into just a you know DNA molecule science right there, not molecule, whatever, you know what I mean? Uh, if you were just, if it was just your DNA print, what if, makes if, you? If his science is making you cry people at home. <laughs> They're it's swapping. making me cry inside too. I'm sorry, but it is super cool, guys. It's totally cool. Other than the whole melting down part, your 3D, uh, not 3D, but your your DNA pattern printed out, which happens to look super cool in a totally non realistic way, but that is very cool on a big. Poster. It's just a cool talking piece. Like what? What is that? That's me. That's what do you mean? Me. That's you. That's me. You're literally looking at me. I'm gonna clone that. That poster one day. <laughs> and that's how you got Yoda. <laughs> uh, this next one, we both kind of like, when we saw it, we were like, whoa. We kind of did that like audible yeah. gasp. It's called Booknature. Yeah. I think is the- I like that pronounced. pronunciation. Booknature. Yeah. Um, it looks like it's a book. Yeah. Um, but it opens and it opens 360. It opens all the way around. Yep. And it can turn into a seat. Like the cardboard is strong enough or whatever the material you're using is strong enough for you to basically turn into a seat a table, anything small that you want to set something on yourself. Um, but it, it looks like it's just a book yep. and it's the same size as like, you know, a Charles Dickens book or one of those. It's, it's, I mean, it's a big book. Yeah. Cause this is meant to be like a side table or yeah. something. Yeah. It just looks cool. You can open it all the way out 360 yeah. and then boom, you got a table. So you can put, technically have a table on a table. So if you put the book <laughs> on a table, you have another table there. <clears throat> you have inception table. Bookception. <laughs> Bookception. Uh, this next one, I, I thought it was super awesome. I think you're still kind of skeptical about it. 
Well, I'm waiting for you to buy one. <laughs> and do it. I haven't yeah. had a need for any specific color. I actually have the need, but I want him to buy one. <laughs> <laughs> so this is called a color digitizer. Um, it comes with a cube. Basically, you have to remember to take the cube with you everywhere you go. Yeah. If that's what your style is. Yeah. But it has an app that it connects to a phone. You take this digitizer and you can basically just place this cube on any color and it will tell you the Pantone, the uh, CMYK, the LGB, like any system that you're using yep. to put color together, it'll tell you exactly what it is to make that color, that exact color, yep. which is cool because you can even go out in nature and be like, I want this leaf color. What is this color that's leaf? Or what is the color of this tree? You just plop this brick right on it and it tells you like, bam. And then using that, you could go to Home Depot and get some some, some paint, paint in yep. that color. You could go home and you could um, you could intentionally do a color shift in a, in a photo or some sort of artwork, something like that. Um, their argument is that the color digitizer is going to be color balanced in a way that is more accurate than the camera on the phone. And this is only like a $13 thing or something like yeah. that. So, I mean, honestly, um, if that is true, then I want this because... Okay, no, it's not $13. Oh, it's not? How, how much? $120. Okay, I think that's too... I, one of the other <laughs> things is $13. So that to me is a little expensive. And I think unless you're making money off of your art, you're going to have a real difficult time justifying it. But I want somebody to buy this thing so that we can do tests and we can do science. And if the color values from the digitizer is more accurate, then it's worth the money. Oh, yeah. But see, and here's like the paradox that I was in when I was starting to think about this. So you take your uh, your digitizer with you. You want to get TARDIS blue. You put it on the TARDIS, you get TARDIS blue. Correct? I mean, I Because that's how it works. But how was that TARDIS TARDIS blue? How did they get that color? Was that the official TARDIS blue from BBC or did they use a digitizer from a different <laughs> one and now they got a different color TARDIS blue? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> also, if um, – well, okay. You know, here's here's another advantage of maybe the digitizer. So it looked like – with the cube, I think you put it on the thing. So it must have its own color balanced light. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you use your camera phone, the color of the light around us is going to shift the color to some other color. Yep. Okay. I'm kind of changing now. Now I'm kind of thinking like if you're a photographer, this might be useful for picking up textures and colors of things in the wild. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I want to know if you, if, if somebody at home uses this thing or wants this thing, let me know what it's for. Yep. If you buy it, let us know and let us know yeah. how it works. And then we might buy and one. If you're in Vegas, like, um, Let just me borrow bring it, it over. Yeah, we'll do science together. <laughs> I never thought I'd say this, but ah, the smell of new Mac. Apparently, I, they make a soy candle that smells like new Mac, not new car, new Mac. I want to buy this for someone <laughs> as a gimmick. We have um, white elephant coming up, so yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I think this thing. It's like, what is it? Is it smelling like cancer causing chemicals? Like. <laughs> Like that plastic Does it smell. smell like Steve Jobs. Like <laughs> it can't. It can't be oh, healthy. Well, if it's Steve Jobs, that's old Mac. It's not new. Mac. <laughs> that's old Mac. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> uh, but no, I don't ever uh, know. I don't. Well, I'm also. It's like, all, does it smell like Tim Cook? <laughs> <laughs> like, 
I just don't like Apple products in general, so I wouldn't know what the smell of new Mac smells like because I've never taken one out of the box I, uh, on purpose. I <laughs> have at work various times, but I can't remember. Yeah. So If it was like new book, and I know they have the candle out there yeah. that smells like new book. I think it's just plastic smell. <laughs> it might be, but some people might like that. Yeah. Just like, you know, when you have the plastic on your iPad, you just peeling that off is just so satisfying. It is people, very satisfying. And people are just like, don't touch it. That's mine. Like I paid for this. <laughs> that's mine. Uh, and the last thing we have on here is the most important thing. Um, I think Rich and I are both big fans of The Office. Yeah. And um, what, First five seasons. Yeah. What, what better way to celebrate The Office by playing Guess Who with the characters from The Office? I think this is great. I mean, now that they've done this, it makes me wonder how many other editions of Guess Who they've done. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't care about the original cartoon characters from Guess Who. Yep. And how much better is it when you're mentally envisioning all the characters? You're like, okay, um, you know, is it Jim kind of things? And you yeah. know what Jim looks like. So you know what the, you know, what the, the photo or whatever of, of the guess who Jim is. I just think it's better. And I, it's, it gives you, because they, because the characters have such personality, you yeah. can ask stuff based on that. So you're playing guess who, but like, does your character play pranks? Yeah. So that narrows it down real quick to probably Jim or Pam. <laughs> Has your character crushed someone with a Prius against a fence? <laughs> yeah, you might as well just ask, it was your character, Michael, or was your character, character Dwight? It's the same thing. No, but it, Has your it, character ever put a stapler in a, in a bowl of jello? <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was the last gift I think we have. Um, like I said, they range anywhere from like there's a $5 item on here or something like that, or something really cheap to the $1,100 Ultimate Craft Station. But I thought, you know, a little bit for everything. Yeah. A little bit for everyone. Everybody has something here and uh, we hope you enjoy it. Um, we're going to have this episode out soon. So yeah, yeah. when you're listening to it, you can literally click on these links and go buy what, what you listen to. Yep. So if you like that, let us know. We might do it again. Yeah, I think so. You do like a product review or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Bye-bye. Bye.